Welcome to No Room for Phonies, episode 65. How much time do you spend outside? And in honor of that, we are outside. So if you hear motorcycles, lawnmowers, airplanes, birds chirping, helicopters, Pam shouting at squirrels. Yes, to stay out of my flower pots. You um, know that we are outside. We are truly. definitely outside, and we do spend a lot of time outside, summer or winter. So, starting with a green light moment. Asking I, questions is, is perfectly reasonable. And if somebody responds negatively to questions, then you usually can't trust them. Right. And we've learned that about a lot of things, especially in the medical and teaching professions, I would say. Mm -hmm. When doctors get their back up because you're asking them questions, then you should probably either have a really heart-to-heart conversation with them to see if they can handle handle questions because (laughs) if they can't then you probably should move on to somebody else right so that's my green light moment and teachers the same teachers the same it's hard you can't harder to move on but but at least you can try um, to figure out before you go over their heads you can try to have a couple conversations um podcast recommendation is yours yes so i have been listening to six pixels of separation for several years and it has been in production for almost 15 years i think um so episode 828 is a very thoughtful conversation between the host and the author of a book titled on turning adversity into advantage and it is really really good uh, book it takes things from not only a personal context but also workplace uh, business etc uh, etc et so on take on turning adversity into advantage i recommend the episode and then a book recommendation just a read for i call them a beach read or sitting outside or whatever you do in the summer for reading it's called my name is mary sutter and it's by robin olivier And it's a historical fiction, the life and struggles of a young woman who wanted to become a surgeon during the Civil Civil War. Mm. So it's got a lot of great history in it, but her struggle is quite amazing. And I won't tell you whether she is successful or not. Okay, so So, let's get started. How much time do you spend outside? And um, when... I was raising our kids, like when I was home with them, I used to say that I would air them like as babies, even like an hour in the morning and an hour in the afternoon, at least. Mm -hmm. And then on when, you know, it was lighter out or certain times of year, you and I would probably take them back outside after supper before they went to bed and then bath and stories and bedtime and all that. And then when I stayed home with them, I kind of kept that tradition up too, as much as I could. And we kind of try to turn our backyard into a bit of an oasis. Like we do have a swimming pool back here, but just so that in the summer when we sit outside, it's beautiful to look at. I have a lot of plants and vegetables and flowers and, you know, all that sort of thing so that we have a bit of an oasis back here. And we do sit out here and... We do a lot. When I was when I was freelance working, I'd do I'd work outside from May to September for hours. Yeah. 
of time. So, speaking of sunning kids in Colombia, the um, the, the moms sun their babies. Uh, they strip them naked and put them on their tummies yeah. on the blanket for 10, 15 minutes and flip them over. <laughs> yeah, well, like air them and sun them, right? Yeah, to keep their... So, and a lot of it is because it's tropical there. It's to keep them uh, drier, their skin healthier, and to avoid rashes and things like that. And, yeah. Uh, but um, there's obviously there's lots of health benefits to spending time outside. We, the first one is to boost vitamin D. We personally take vitamin D drops every day because we live at the uh, what's the, the latitude that uh, doesn't get enough sun for our bodies to get enough vitamin D. Even with all the time we spend outside, it's still not enough. So. So anxiety, depression, and sleep loss are caused by lack of vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, it's the sunshine vitamin, as they call it, is good for mood, bone health, and sleep quality, actually. So sit or walk in the sun for at least 15 minutes per day. My gosh, we do That's way nothing. more than that. Yeah, we should so, have really good vitamin D. Yeah, and we still have to take it. Yeah. So reduce stress by going outside. Side. Yep. So doctors in Portugal actually prescribe exposure to nature and older adults are supposed to spend a day at the beach enjoying the wa the thermal waters, mm -hmm. the fresh air and the healing microbes and spending time in the forest, at the beach, at a park, in any green spaces is beneficial for reducing stress, anxiety and depression. I will say, however... We'll get down to that a little bit more um, later, right? Yeah, I will say, however, that I've been to some parks in Toronto that did not reduce my stress <laughs> just putting it out there yeah i think it depends how crowded so, you are in urban areas it yeah. might be a little bit more difficult and then healing from illness like outdoor time can help patients manage pain and recover more quickly from surgery mm -hmm. gentle green exercise such as yoga or walking in the park tai chi yeah so boosting cognitive abilities so um Camping, rock climbing, kayaking, sailing, and trail running can boost your cognitive abilities. Mm -hmm. An outdoor activity that involves using your memory, critical thinking, and forethought can boost like your memory. the amazing race and using a map. Yeah. And, like, I just think of kids, like, orienteering yeah. and taking them places like that. And, mm -hmm. and then this leads right into survival skills, like... Um, wilderness survival techniques like building a shelter, lighting a fire, catching your dinner. It actually boosts your self-esteem and your and immune your system, which wow. is kind of cool. And uh, hanging out outside helps you lose weight because uh, yeah. there's increased movement, uh, better mood, um, high-impact sports like kiteboarding and surfing, mountain biking and trail running will have you working up a sweat. I think that for middle age, you don't have to be so risky. Yeah, I think well, just and they're fast saying, walking can work up yeah, a sweat. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, like, I want to do a 40-minute workout today, but I'm going to get my mat and what and I need outside. and come outside because then I get the double whammy of being outside and exercising. Mm -hmm. Also reducing blood pressure and boosting heart health and sleeping better. Exercise outdoors or 20 minutes of exposure to nature and fresh air is enough to mitigate effects of insomnia and sleep disorders. So okay. that's pretty. And then you're just happier. It's a mood booster, like joining a local activity groups, 
uh, learn skills, a healthy work-life balance, like all that sort of stuff, and immu boosting immunity from viruses. Like I was always a little afraid during COVID when people were like on lockdown and some people were like, they didn't even want to go outside, outside, that that was like terrible because you need like even you need the fresh air you need to... the fresh air and really as long as you were staying away from people mm -hmm. there was no reason why you had to wear a mask like in toronto downtown i could see it because yep. there's so many people but out where we live and in a lot of communities you could stay far enough away from people on a walking trail or whatever well we did notice during COVID lockdowns, there were more people out on yes. our walking trails. And now, unfortunately, it's gone back to like they're more deserted, yeah. and, which is sad because I thought that that exercise and whatever was good. So and then I just looked up what they call the 10 best hiking trails in Ontario. So I'm going to put those in the show notes. You realize that we've only done well well we're gonna do a lot more of we've them. only done one of them and well one and a part of the other two, two yeah other ones we've we do apart. i know that we could make that our, our first date was on the niagara glen trail yes it was but i'm just saying we could make it a goal between from this moment to next year at this time to go to all 10 of them yes we can so the first one is the water down trail to smoky hollow in burlington that shouldn't be too hard nope the hilton falls trail Niagara Glen Trail. Niagara Glen. Track and Tower Trail in Algonquin Park. Oh, that's a bit of a hike yeah. just to drive there. Yeah. The Crack Train in Killarney. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I know, but Killarney is <laughs> a long way too. Oh, yeah. 16 Mile Creek Trail Loop in Oakville. More reasonable driving distance. Centennial, Centennial Ridges, Ridges Trail. Niagara Whirlpool Loop. I think we've done something close Probably. to Probably. And the Dundas Valley Trail, I'm wondering if, if that, that was the one we did. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Lion's Head Loop via the Bruce Trail. So well, the Bruce Trail itself is days and days and days of yes. hiking. So yeah. we've done sections of it. But anyway, I'm going to post those in the show notes just in case you want to take a, you if know. You live in Ontario. Those are supposedly the best trails in Ontario. And I mean, if you're not from Ontario and you're listening elsewhere, please tell us about the trails that you hike or walk on close right, to you. Right, because you might, somebody yeah. might enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So 10 You can especially put them in the comments on the YouTube video because there everybody can see things. Right, or on the website. Or the website. You can go you can make comments. a comment yeah. on the website. So 10 reasons why kids need to spend time outside. So we did a little babysitting last night, which was super fun. And we took them to a park. And the little guy is three, just three. Mm -hmm. And he has one of those, like, push, push bike. bikes, I guess you pedal, call it. Pedal-free bikes? I don't know. What anyway, he roared. It was a long way mm -hmm. for a three-year-old. He was. And, and it was hot. Yep. And he roared there, played la-la-la-la-la up and down everything, and then... Roared, roared back, back then ate like a lot of supper yeah and then slept and he was slept. so tired <laughs> he was almost asleep he wanted to watch a movie but he was like almost asleep watching the movie because mm -hmm. he was so exhausted um so here's the thing to for kids um i'm super big on it uh playing outside does build confidence because um if they take risks or whatever then it just 
helps them build their confidence, yep. whatever it is. But, you know, navigating a trail map, pitching a tent or looking for bugs or whatever, whatever it is. is. And so, spending out time uh, helps teach independence. So when they're indoors, these, they're, yeah. they don't have very many decisions. Parents make a lot of decisions, especially parents that put them in every kind of activity or just seat them, sit them down in front of screens. But when they're outside, they get to pray, play freely, make choices. I mean, they could make a pile of sticks or a dam or a bridge for the ants or whatever. All of those things lead to independence because they're making their own decisions about what to do because it's so much more unstructured. And for me, one of the things I learned uh, when the new uh, kindergarten program actually came into place in Ontario is that you don't really need to instruct kids what to do. <laughs> you need to ask them questions and mm -hmm. provide them with, like, stuff yes right and do. put a pile of sticks in front of them and say and let them do what they mm -hmm. kind of want to do mm -hmm. and i think in that way you can really tell kids who play a lot of video games and kids yes. who don't. Well, we've seen that amongst the children that we socialize with because all of a sudden you know for kids that don't aren't exposed to a ton of video games it becomes a more creative well i shouldn't say that a different kind and of creative, creative story yeah. you don't hear them replaying stories or plots that they've watched before like the ones that have watched a lot of shows they are replaying those shows yeah they don't make up their own yeah stories as much right they're not as um new right yeah. and then getting um getting kids active and we know that childhood obesia obesity is way up mm -hmm. so um and it doesn't always have to be an organized sport no there's a lot Fam of we did a ton of family <laughs> bike riding yeah we are we exposed our kids to team sports but it really wasn't for them no it was yeah. And nature just inspires your imagination. Like, I just remember Zachary, our oldest one at two years old. Mm -hmm. Like, we went up north, remember, in that he's forest. Off exploring on was his he own. two? He was three. Three. And he was off. Like, he was, it was up north. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we knew there weren't any bears. It was winter time. Yeah, they were hibernating. But it was like he had no fear of just kind of exploring and he was making up stories and going out of head. our eyes like away from our us being able to see him too and the other thing is that studies show that children who watch screens are only using two senses but when they play outside guided their imaginations mm -hmm. all their senses are stimulated right so that's different kids who play outdoors have better friendships and psychosocial health which yep I think we know that that is true. And um, they learn to collaborate with yeah. either siblings or friends and figuring out uh, things when uh, they, they don't agree on what they want to do. Or and just the whole idea of building resiliency when they fall and scrape their knee. Or, yeah. Like I just think of last night when I, his little sister is like one and so the stroller ran over his foot. Right. Because he ran into the stroller, mm -hmm. like I didn't go after him with the stroller right <laughs> over his foot, but, um, and then he just because he was outside and there mm -hmm. was no whatever, like we said, are you? I said, are you okay? And you said, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, and off he went. Yeah, like I think there's just um, when they. Well, I teased him. I said, why did you stick your toe under the stroller? And he just kind of looked at me <laughs> and smiled, and that was it. 
And they also are living right without that instant gratification all the time yeah. when they're outside. And just kids who play outside are stronger, right? Like, mm -hmm. because they're building muscle and stamina and motor yeah. skills and um, outdoor play makes kids physically stronger. And it's good for their mental health. We know that. And uh, kids who play outdoors are more likely to identify with nature and want, and want to, protect to protect it, it. And, and develop a love for nature. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and as that's true for children, that's so true, true for all of us. I think all those things are very, like the reason I wanted to do those both kinds of research is because I think it's amazing how similar the goodness that it is for children is the same goodness that it, it is, is for, for us adults. as adults, right? We just do it in different ways. We... And now we're going to move into the reasons why adults yeah. <laughs> say. Is, I just thought this was so funny. Excuses for not taking a walk. And then all the things that you can do that they sort of go, well, this is how you overcome this excuse was is the way oh, that I know. they wrote it's very it. Good. I so, mean, it's very interesting because you are like 95% able to go on a walk and initiate most of our walks. And I'm yep, that's not true. always a reluctant participant, but. Not oh, always an eager say, participant, yeah. but I, I, mean, I would say I'm 60% there to doing Well, we've 40%. discovered golf, so that's a great way yeah, to Yeah, but walk. that's slow walking. Yeah. But now I find if we walk fast, then I'm happier. I don't like... Yeah, I the, like a brisk walk. Walking the dog is not fun. It's too slow. Slow for you, yeah. I like motoring it. But I apparently just pull the dog along because I continue to walk fast with the dog. Well, not little Madigan. Yeah, I just pull her along with me. Well, I do too, but and it's she, still different. her little legs are. But no, it's still I, different for okay. the stopping and stuff. Anyway, the first excuse is I'm too busy to walk. Well, that's everybody's too busy to do anything that's healthy for. But you, so. you just commit to a time. Yeah. You invite. go to we go together, so yep. you invite other people. And we don't have a fixed time of day. We no. kind of have a fixed zone. <laughs> and I make walking a part of my list every day yes I so know. i cross it off when i lists where did we talk about lists the old yeah right. Previous and, episode. you know and for people who are working to fit it into your work day yeah and like you know have a walking meeting like you and your boss need to have a discussion about something yeah. so just say let's go for a walk and get some fresh air and talk about this if you don't have to take particular notes or something no. that is good and also for people with kids you need to take your kids walking absolutely the i'm too tired excuse to walk um there's that walking has the opposite yes uh, effect on fatigue so one of the things is like, don't collapse onto the couch when you get home. No. Like, have your, put your have walking shoes, have your gear um, regularly, and just it becomes part of your routine. Before mm -hmm. you get dinner at night, you take a, and it doesn't have to be about time or distance or speed. No, it's just about the movement, right? Mm -hmm. It's too cold to walk. That's our... No, I like cool. cold. That's you. Yeah, or rainy or whatever. Well, rain isn't fun, but well, it's Well, but you need to dress in layers and make sure you have warm feet and yeah. hands and the proper walking mm, shoes, shoes for winter. Like, I actually yeah, bought hiking. So we don't slip. And, I, had, yeah. I bought hiking boots yep. so that I could do that. 
and it's and then I mean there are mall walkers and yeah. indoor things too if you right. you know and I mean and ultimately tracks. the worst is a treadmill but you can and tracks like and tracks around. at the gym yeah anyway the same thing is the for too hot yeah no that's my keep high not. you know bring water walk get up earlier or go like after dinner yeah, that's about the best solution None and there's something called a cooling collar and again walking indoors oh just having a wet bandana yeah i guess it's to add perspiration by using and people water. saying i'm too old to do this well um, the oldest living people in italy all have to walk up and down these hills all the time they yeah. live into their hundreds i think it's really five hundred and tens i think it's really important the older you get to have the better shoes well, yes and to realize that but i mean i think that people should start walking in their 30s so that they don't have to because they're just watching the amazing race those competitive those contestants that are in their 40s and haven't aren't very physically active mm -hmm. they struggle yeah Ex but then there's the older ones like, like the one guy 60s. in this one i mean they made it quite far actually but yeah his, but he, he is was... overweight and his knees just gave out but he was late 30s yeah it's yeah, terrible kind of sad and then people who say walking isn't good for their body, I don't even understand that because... Well, if you have an injury, I guess yeah. you have to walk with a brace or with a with a, a walking stick or a, cr a crutch. And again, they talk about, you know, making sure you get plat proper shoes, see a physiotherapist, get if you need well, like a as little... As long as my mom was able to... They had her on a walker, even yeah. even and when she was almost falling all the time. Like, they pushed it till the limit. Yeah, and then the other thing is, when you're walking and you're older, you aren't just going to walk anywhere. You're going to no. look for a safe place, a level, even a level surface, right, to mm -hmm. do it. I don't like to walk alone. Well, I think every city or whatever would have, like, a seniors walking club or even walking events that people have or a charity walking team. Oh, or... when you first started seriously walking, you had a friend that you would walk mm -hmm. with every day. Yeah. So My friends usually petered out petered out on me but <laughs> or got some injury or whatever yeah. or whatever. But, I mean this one is the the last one is that it's boring and for me that is true um, walking is boring but i like that's when we have our good discussions and our arguments though so yes so it's boring. fine for us but i mean <laughs> changing your route like sometimes when yes. i'll say to you let's go for a drive and go for a walk mm -hmm. it's to me it's about let's find a new place to walk, to walk. till we can and um I mean, we alternate walking with biking, swimming, weight, like we sometimes, yes. although I like to take a walk every day Regardless in addition of, in to addition that. To the other things. And then I uh, would be like, when you go back to work and you're not like, whatever, yep. I will get up in the morning and walk with my headset on and I listen to audiobooks like crazy mm -hmm. when I'm walking. And I can walk a long way when I'm listening to something. Oh, I know. It's really good. So well, I can uh, once it once I don't get sweaty from wearing a backpack, I can walk to work. Yeah, and back. That's a good distance. Yeah, that is true. Like if you walk to work, I could walk you there and walk back, and I. But then I defeats my listening thing. You I'll can just listen send to me you on off. the way there. Oh right, true. And then walk. We could talk on the way there, and then I'll walk home, and then I get my 
Yeah. Boring though. Every day, same route. Well, we could take a few different routes to the college. Not yeah, too many. Not too many for time's sake. But so. But anyway, so that's our kind of thoughts and some of the research that I did. It was interesting to read about all the benefits of being outside, and I hope that um, if you're in an inside kind of a person, like even if you're like if you don't have like a huge outdoor space try to like i'm just thinking of our youngest sebastian right he's yeah. got a tiny apartment but he has a little outdoor space and we help yeah, but him. just the, he just today went for a walk to get some tea rather then, than make it at home but it was part of it was the walk i'm sure yeah and some and then he sent us a picture of him we found him this table that would fit into his On outdoor his little, space yeah. and it's sturdy and he sent us a picture of himself with his tea sitting outside with a little plant beside him and work, and, and he's and doing working. a little bit of work but so sometimes you don't i mean we've been married for almost 30 years and we've worked hard and we have a big backyard with lots of plants but it doesn't all that doesn't mean that you can't if you don't have that it doesn't change anything walking is the cheapest form of exercise yeah and um, like the most expensive when I was would be good, actually good looking to lose weight when I stopped working yeah. and be healthy yeah. mentally and physically, mm -hmm. I walked probably 15,000 steps a day yeah. for days and days and days and days. And I lost a ton of weight. Yeah. And I, I was mental, I mentally was fine. Yes. So uh, the, because it was an adjustment. Adjustment, yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, that is our, our little tips and tricks on, and now you have no more excuses because it doesn't matter what kind of exercise you're talking about. I don't like to, it's not good for my body. I'm too old. It's too hot. It's too cold. I'm too tired. That goes, I'm too busy. That goes for any kind of exercise that yeah. you can think of. And if your parents have young children and you're frustrated because they won't go to bed, so you don't have your evenings to yourself, so you think, oh, I don't have time to walk, walk with your kids. Then they'll them, go to bed. Then they'll go to bed and you'll have your evenings. Right? Yeah. So, I mean... Parenting advice, yeah, if you're struggling with your kids going to bed, I have lots of ideas on that if you're willing to listen. Mm -hmm. And none of them involve medication. Right. <laughs> I mean, I watch our friends that we were babysitting for last night. Their kids go to bed like dreams. Yep. Like so dreams. Easy. Yeah. And it's because of the routine and the amount of time they spend outside and mm -hmm. how active they are and their diet yes and they're not denied things like they have and they have very very limited screen time but not zero no oh no i would say not daily definitely well i'm sure there's something that they watch every day Maybe. that mason probably sorry i threw that word in that he watches every day yeah but the, our kids did our kids yeah, had no. stuff they watched every day we just don't remember memories are great trickster on your mind we were the no. best parents ever I know, I know when you were at work <laughs> I, I sometimes needed the tv so anyway that's our stuff on being outside we think it's the best thing for everybody and uh you just need to set some goals and get going open right. the door winter summer spring or fall and anyway, if you have a reluctant spouse, there's, yeah, there's, you know, there's other know. things you can kind of manipulate. If you have a reluctant to. spouse, just message me and I'll tell you how to deal <laughs> with it. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So June 15th, we're back to you and your expertise because we're going to talk about living as a third culture kid. Oh, fun. That's a great kid topic. adult. Yeah. Whatever. Like it doesn't third matter. Culture person. Cult, third culture person. So that's June 15th. So thanks for joining us on No Room for Phonies. Episode 65. How much time do you spend outside?